everybody, and actually, I'm back! So, uh, you all heard, uh, just recently listened to the rest of the gang, uh, going through their time, finally making it to Portland, and the shenanigans they've already started getting into, which was a lot of shopping, <laughs> uh, and checking out some of the sights and scenery around there. But there was somebody that was nobly left behind, and today we're gonna see exactly what was going on. So let me introduce you to the player that I'm the only player that is here today, uh, to let them introduce themselves, Mikey. <laughs> oh man, it was a great shopping episode. It was a lot of fun listening back to it. <laughs> that was. But, oh my goodness! But hello, everyone. This is your resident. Uh, Founder, CEO, whatever you want to give me the title for. Uh, no, in all seriousness, this is Mikey, the founder of the Vibe Tribe Productions. Uh, I am back from vacation. I'm ready to jump back in. And of course, I have missed playing my Path of the Totem barbarian boy, Ramon. So I'm excited to be here. And I can't wait to see what you cooked up for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I have some I have a really cool idea of where to uh uh for like a little side story for you of some some shenanigans of your own that you get into. Um though it's might actually be helping you out both in terms of uh your own person your character's own personal story as well as some story of the game. So, uh are you ready to get into it? Oh heck yes. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to actually be rewind a bit to the night before everybody was leaving on their mission, right after all of the the rest of the free time events um, to catch you up on some of the other ones that you've missed. Uh, actually, you know them. I forgot you're you're editing these episodes, so you've heard them all already. So you know exactly what was going on, <laughs> including that crazy dream. Um. So, uh, the night before, um, you're hanging out in your room. What does Ramon like to do in the evenings, like, when they're just hanging out? I think, let's see, in this particular night, I think Ramon would be, uh, he would be doing a little bit of sketching after seeing how much that Wyatt enjoyed his uh, new battle uniform. I think Ramon was starting on the initial sketches for everybody else. But I think he's also simultaneously also ever so often going to his record player and just switching over the records that he has in his room. Awesome. So you're listening to some music. Uh, does Ramon prefer to like sketch and such on paper or being that he has now this new computer, phone, tablet, thingamabob, rotom type thing? You think he'd be using, doing any sort of uh, digital uh, sketching? I think, yeah, I would think Ramon would be more of the digital sketch artist when it comes to making his uh, designs. And then, of course, he'll print them out and then take those ideas and start scrapping them on the mannequins that he has in his room. Wonderful. Cool. So, um, as you're... So... You're going to be sketching. You're listening to uh, your music, uh, enjoying some some alone time. When you see on your pad, uh, 
a notification pops up as the pad begins to ring as you've got a video call. Oh, do I recognize the name of said person calling me? Uh, yes, you do. Um, it is uh, Maximiliano. Oh, <laughs> so as soon as Ramon sees that name, like like a bat out of hell, just drops everything like clumsily grabs the iPad. It's like, ah, ah, oh, how do we do this? OK, uh, and clicks it <laughs> to yeah, answer you essentially, it. You essentially um, click the uh, notification right on the screen. The the pad just kind of hops out of your hands, does like some acrobatics in the air and turns into a phone or like actually, you know what? No, it's going to stay in this iPad form for this. Um, and up, up pops on the screen uh, the face of Maximiliano. Uh, now for the audience at home, why don't you explain what what he looks like, what they look like? <laughs> OK, so. Given that both of them had grew up at Carmel by the sea, so Maximiliano is also another uh, human. He is a little bit darker than Ramon. Um, he is somewhat built, uh, jet black hair, uh, hazel eyes. Uh, and actually, his garb is more of... If Ramon is the colorful one of the duo, he's more of your kind of calm and demeanor. So like a regular T-shirt and some jeans he's got going on. Though he has begun to become a little bit fanciful of like Tommy Bahama shirts and things like that, given that they live by the ocean. And plus Ramon kind of turned him on to that. So I would say that he's wearing like a very red and black like Tommy Bahama shirt. Kind of looking like he's on vacation, but not on vacation. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, you see that um, when he answers the phone, he's actually outside. Um, he's at a uh, a local co- coffee shop by uh, in your hometown, and uh, he he uh, he starts out just saying, "Hey, what's up, man? Long time no chat." You're no kidding. It's it's been a while. I'm, <laughs> you can see that remote is getting easily like flustered just a tiny bit. It's like, uh, well, uh, how, how are you doing? Um, I've been doing well. Um, you can see that his he has a nice big smile on his face to see you again. Um, uh, he's used to seeing you around town all the time. Uh, and without your presence, he's it's it. He's he's just been used to seeing you, so not seeing you for so long has been really tough. Um, but he's really ha- happy. Like, yeah, things things are going good here. Everyone's nothing much has changed, you know. Uh, just uh, just a lot of hanging out. How are you doing with your like little special project? <laughs> you know. Um, I wasn't too sure exactly what it was going to entail and if anything interesting would come out of it. But I have to say, I'm finding a lot of inspiration. Uh, I'll give you more details. The crew that I ended up with, they're a bit of a strange bunch, but honestly, (laughs) they're quite a colorful characters and I'm actually getting along with most of them pretty well. And again, we've only been together for 
about a week or so at this point, but they seem like good people. Uh, they they take care of each other, so that's the important bit. Yeah, well, you know, you make some of the best friends uh, in the strangest places. Don't forget about me, though. Just <laughs> sure. Of course. L- listen, as I'm pretty sure I'll be friends with these folks by the end of whatever this is, but they don't even come close to the decades friendship that we have built. I know I'm giving you crap. <laughs> and I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh hey, so um besides checking in on you, uh I wanted to you're at that big university, right? Yeah, I think they called it the academy, but yeah, it's a big college campus. Okay. When you get a chance could you check the library and see if there's any information on any oceanic anomalies? Uh, you know how with the beaches here, we've been having those random creature attacks? Uh, well, the creature attacks have kind of slowed down, but the water level is increasing pretty it's increasing a lot and the waves are getting a lot rougher around here and it's just it's really odd it's not really following any weather patterns or anything hmm that does worry me a little bit uh does the elder has the elder said anything about any of this nah doesn't know too much about what's going on uh, of course, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you know him. He, he tries... I, I've been trying to keep him from going out into the ocean and figuring it out himself. I keep telling him some t- sometimes we just gotta hit the books and do research. And not everything is solved by connecting with the Earth. So... Yeah, I know that lesson all too well, but all right. Well, uh, I will definitely put that on my list of things to do. And once I find out something, I'll let you know. Certainly. Um, I will. If anything else develops, I'll let you all know. Um, it, it, it's nothing really too. It, it's not too urgent right now. It's just odd. Um. Especially with the big surf competition coming up. They want to make sure that the waters are clear and ready to go. So, uh, they don't want to cancel it again. You know? I understand. I wish they would, but I know that. I know that the town needs the t- regular tourists in order to make sure that we stay afloat, so to speak. Yeah, but, you know, we've got a good crew here that's been feeding off the uh, creatures, and if that was all it, we would have been fine. Though, it's more of the water levels and the activity there that is concerning us now, and if it's not one thing, it's another. (sighs) Yeah, and Ramon's kind of just scratching his chin a little bit. 
Yeah, I'll see what I can find. And if you hear anything, please let me know. I will, for sure. Uh, well, I gotta get going. Uh, gotta help out at home with a few things before it gets too late, but... Hey, man. I miss you. I miss you too, mi amigo. I'll talk to you soon. And, uh, keep me updated on your adventures out there, alright? Of course. <laughs> alright. I'll catch you later. Okay. Bye-bye. And he signs off. Um... And as he signs off, you hear a knock at the door. Hmm, it must be very popular today. <laughs> so Ramon kind of just puts on his robe, so to speak, uh, to somewhat be decent. And then kind of just opens the door and kind of see who's there. <laughs> so you open the door and standing before you is Patrick. How tall is Patrick again? <laughs> Average height. Okay. So Ramon would be like at first looking around and then it looks down and it's like, oh, yeah. sorry. Did, didn't see you there, Patrick. Uh, what can I help you with this evening? <laughs> yeah. Good thing I didn't show up in my dog form, right? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have been opposed to it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I know y'all are supposed to go off on your next mission tomorrow, but uh, I talked to Callum and Melinda, and if it's okay with you, we'd actually like you to stay back for a day. We have... There's something Jay and I are looking at in the lab and could get your advice and expertise on um, that... Hey, in the long run, mate, even help you out. Huh. It does sound interesting. You said expertise. As if it's anything to do with fashion and or interesting gizmos, I'm your guy. But other than that, I don't know how much I can offer. But um, hey, if you want me to stay behind and help, I'm more than willing to do so. Well, I think I'm going to surprise you with exactly what it is. But it does involve fabric and an object. And it's definitely not behaving like it's supposed to. Oh, no, I'm even more curious. All right. Say no more. I'm in. All right. Well, the team is heading out around 8 a.m., but uh, Jay's out at the bar tonight. So let's say meeting around 10 down in the lab. Get a little more sleep in. Okay. I uh, will meet you there then. Awesome. Uh, see you then. All right. See you tomorrow. And so Ramon kind of just closes the door a little bit, grabs his little iPad. I'm assuming that our group has a group chat <laughs> on these things. Yes. Okay. So Ramon will we'll send a quick message in the group chat. Be like, hey, I'll be coming to the next mission a little bit late. Uh, staying here to help with something, but I'll meet you guys over there. Be safe. Don't do anything dumb and uh, take care of each other. Winky face, winky face, heart emoji. Send. I feel like I'm on the circle now listening to you do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. So, uh, you send that message, um, and you make your way to bed for the next morning. Uh, so the next day, you go through your normal routine in the morning. Um, the mansion is pretty quiet, given the fact that there's no one else around. Um, so it's, it's kind of a little bit eerily quiet, but not like something wrong quiet, if that makes sense. Um, and so, as mentioned, around 10 p.m., you're 10 a.m., you are to meet at the laboratory. As you're making your way to the laboratory, you see, um, in the group chat for everybody in the academy, you see that, uh, Thorgmir has sent a picture of a bottle with some, with white liquid in it that is a stoppered bottle, and he mentioned he found it at the weapon shop there, and it was completely unidentified. They really don't know what it is, and um, he sent it to the group chat to see if anyone would know um, exactly what it is. Based on just the picture by itself, would Ramon have an inkling as to what it potentially might be? How well versed is Ramon with potions? Because that's what it looks like. It looks like a potion. Okay. Ramon. Yeah, I would say Ramon wouldn't be. When it comes to clothing and armor and weaponry, that kind of stuff, Ramon is probably well versed in that because that's what he usually creates for his business. But all that stuff, beyond the basics, not a clue. (laughs) Okay. Um. Go ahead and roll me, roll me an Arcana check. Oh boy! <laughs> Let's see what we got. Okay, it's not horrible. A uh, total of fourteen. Okay. Um, it looks like a potion to you. Um, the fact that it's in a weapon shop kind of seems odd to you. Um, but. Um, your first instinct is essentially that it got misplaced in the wrong box when it was shipped. Mm. Um, Thorgmir does explain that the seller said that it was on her inventory list, um, but there was, like, no information given, so it's weird that she received it and not, like, the magic item shop, so, um, if, uh, when you return in to the team in person, you may be able to do that check again and get a better sense of it when you're in person. You can't really tell much from just a picture. That's true. All right. So quickly, Ramon will send Thormir a message, be like, have no idea what this is. It could be something. Not entirely sure. I would need to get it in person. In the meantime, if you're able to keep it safe and I'll check again when I get there. Okay. Um, if you want to, at some point, just message, uh, Josh that, just so he knows you you sent that message. <laughs> okay, no worries, I'll do that. Cool. Um, so you continue to walk to the laboratory, you see, um, and you see, uh, Jay and Patrick, like, kind of at a table, kind of looking at something, uh, you see Balak from... <laughs> Their new assistant intern something um, 
over in the corner, like, mopping or something. Um, it looks like, like, some of the remains of some of their dissection of the gazers is, he's just cleaning up. <laughs> so, uh, Ramon would walk over to him and kind of put his hand on the shoulder. How are we doing, my friend? Uh, he kind of jumps and gives a little shriek as soon as you touch him. Um, I get that a lot. <laughs> and then after a little bit, he 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 looks up and he like suddenly, slowly but finally recognizes you. It's like, oh, oh I'm glad it's just you. Not didn't that. didn't mean to scare you. My apologies. Yeah, you're uh, you're a little. Uh, dwarf friend paid a visit uh the other day and uh Dagny yeah and that little demon rat he keeps on his shoulder <laughs> listen I, I know you two didn't have the best experience when it was just you and him and his little it, it's a it's a weasel but <laughs> um I know you two weren't on the best foot, but um, once you get to know him, it's he's not that bad. But I can understand what the trepidation. I mean, I did talk to him a little bit, so. OK, well, if you say so, I'll try to be better. Just that that grin is haunting. Yeah, could be a little off-putting, but I think with some time, I think you'll learn more about him, and hopefully he'll learn more about you. But anyways, um, how are you holding up with after everything that went down in Texas? Well, I mean, I feel fine. Like, he holds up his hand. They're still bandaged up. It's like, uh, the... They're almost at the point where my fingers are going to be completely reformed. So that's going to be helpful. Um, and believe it or not, they gave me this job and I'm even able to enroll in classes and get my life together now. So honestly, thank you for convincing them not to kill me. <laughs> I don't think they would have killed you, but... Listen, it may not look it, but when it comes to second chances, I more than anybody knows how important that is, especially when you want to change your life after making some questionable decisions in your life. So I understand. And I'm well, I'm happy to see that you're taking a shine to this. You adapted very quickly. I'm quite surprised. But then again, your previous line of work was a former cult member. So. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like I'm helping out with any information I can give. When I was in there, I was pretty much a grunt, so they didn't really tell us much. Just did the rituals and and magic that they required of us. And honestly, the only reason I was there was because. And he kind of thinks there for a moment and goes. Let's just say they've had a lot of influence from when I was young, but maybe that's a conversation for another time. Of, of course, um, 
if it was something, whenever you're ready, I definitely would love to hear more about your story, Balik. Um, Thank you. Of course. Well, I mean, it seems that you're busy and it looks like I have two people waiting for me. But before I go and Ramon kind of just off of his own kind of neck, I may I'm testing out this new scarf. So I'm thinking I like it, but I think it looks a lot better on you. So he takes the scarf, which is like in this pattern of a red and kind of cream color going on with like etched in symbols of mm, his like little stuffed bears with like X's through their eyes and like little stitch for the mouth a little bit <laughs> and kind of just wraps it around back and it says, I think this looks better on you adjusting it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so, you put on Balak, and he looks at it, and he's like, like, oh, nice! Oh, it, uh, apparently it gets rainy and cold up here, so. I figured as much, and let's just say this is a token of my friendship, so, if you never need anything, or just need to talk, just ask, and I'm, if I'm not in my room, you can find me on campus somewhere, but. I truly mean that. If you need anything, please let me know. Certainly. Certainly will. Uh, this will come in handy after <laughs> after living in Texas for so long. I uh, kind of forgot what winter clothes are like. <laughs> and he gives a <laughs> chuckle. Well, I got a lot of guts to clean up. But, uh, but why don't you check in with Jay and Patrick? Uh, yeah. <laughs> showed me earlier what, what they wanted to show you, and judging by the scarf, I think you'll really like it. Oh, boy. I cannot wait. Oh, looks like I'm on my way. So Ramon kind of just begins walking and just pats Balak on the shoulder a little bit, give him a wink, and then head to Jay and Patrick. <laughs> All right. And he goes, he he nods. You can see the smile on his face. Um, and he goes and continues his work. Um. So as you're walking towards um, uh, Jay and Balak, uh, Jay, his hair is kind of messed up. He looks obviously a little hungover from the night before, but he sees you walking towards and goes, <laughs> Hey, remote, check this out. And as he steps away on the table, you see a little stuffed dragon clearly is a, a little wormling uh, clearly a stuffed animal but it's moving and he sees you and it gives like this little like ah! <laughs> while seeing you walk past uh can you roll a perception check for me on it sure not my heart going squee. <laughs> Be like, oh, it's so adorable. All right, let's see. Perception. Okay, that's not too bad. That is a total of 22. Okay, on a 22. Uh, you actually recognize this stuffy. Uh, this was one of your earlier works Um, from, like, years ago that you've sold at a street fair or something um you can recognize as you're getting closer you can recognize the stitching you can recognize the style it is clearly um your 
your artwork. Um, yeah, uh, but you clearly remember it didn't move when you made it. Yeah, I don't remember putting in moving parts of it. I tried to, but it didn't work out, and I was kind of on a time crunch. But I'm quite impressed. <laughs> uh, Jay, Jay looked at you. Yeah. Well, guess what? There aren't any moving parts in it. And he kind of, like, sort of squishes it down, so it's obviously still all fluff inside. Um, just no mechanics, no nothing in there. And as he stops, you can see the little, uh, Wormling just try to, ah, try to bite his finger as he pulls it away. And he's like, you have no teeth! You're all, you're all yarn! It's not gonna hurt or anything! <laughs> I mean, I think Ramon knows this, but just because, like, he'll um, walk over and kind of kneel down to it and kind of just like, well, hi there, little fella. And kind of just does, like, the with his finger, like, scratch underneath the chin. Uh, you can see uh, his eyes kind of close and he's enjoy it. Gives out a little bit, a little more, like, um, uh, sounds, um of just pure happiness. Um, you get the feeling that this, um, this sentient stuffed dragon, this sentient stuffed warbling recognizes you as their dad or their creator or, or something. Um, you could see that it's like, as it was sitting there, like it's a little happy fella just in general, but uh, as soon as it saw you, you can tell that its energy kind of changed. Um, it is a uh, it is a white dragon, by the way. Sweet. Um. So Patrick, um, uh, speaks up as like, yeah. Um. So here's the thing. Uh. You, this isn't meant to be excusatory or blaming you or anything like that, but because when you sell things, you don't know where they're going to end up, but we did found, find him in the, the cultist lair. Oh, I see. He was among one of the uh, cultists, like, um equipment that was in that barracks area um obviously he's sentient so he kind of walks away so that's why you didn't see him last time um there was actually one point that if you would have done done something at a certain point you would have caught him <laughs> um but uh but yeah we found him down there um so and we decided to bring him back but we kind of recognize it. We thought it might be your work. Um, do you remember imbuing, imbuing it with any sort of magic? Mm, well, I can't say I have. I mean, listen, I, at this age, I'm not a magic type of person. I can hit stuff very well, and I can create clothing and stuffed animals, but my magic prowess is nowhere near as to the level of 
some of the others. Hmm. That's fine. I I was just curious. Uh, but listen, um, have you, have you known about any sort of things back home or anything that could have this kind of power, or, uh, um, I don't know, uh, yeah, just anyone at home that may, may end up having any sort of magical prowess that could cause this? Hmm. This might be a long shot, but I back home growing up, since I don't have any magical capabilities, I usually did all the heavy lifting. But my abuelita and my mom, both of them were seamstresses who seemed to embed magic into the clothing and the items that they made. Hmm. It was really interesting to see. Their magic was infused in the clothes in order to give its wearer just to feel good about themselves or the self-confidence or these things or even the comfort that the plushies that I actually learned from them how to make to do. But but they're all the way back at home. Hmm. Interesting. I want to show you something. And he picks up the stuffy. Um, this little dragon, and is like petting it, and he goes, goes, you wanna show, you wanna show him how to, how you sleep? And the, uh, the worm then kind of gives a nod, and jumps off of, uh, the hand back onto the table and looks up at you, and then curls up into, um, curls up into itself to nap. Um, which is actually a form that you remember having it in originally when you stitched it. Um, and as it falls asleep, you notice that any sort of sentience it has disappears in it, and a small glowing object appears in the center of it. Oh, so Ramon kind of takes out his glasses and gets a closer look. What do we have here? Go ahead. Roll. Hmm. I'll let you do uh, Arcana or Investigation. If you do Investigation, I'll give you Advantage. Oh, looks like we're doing Investigation. (laughs) Alright. So let's see. Well, it's a good thing that I have Advantage because that first one was garbage. Yeah! Oh, hell yes. Okay, that's a natural 20. <laughs> oh, all so, right. All right. Damn. Plus two is 22. Well, I'm going to thank you. Thank you. Advantage. Here. Thank you. Advantage. Um. Okay. You got the nat 20. So you take a look at this and it's kind of shaped like a scale. But it's not a dragon scale, like you've seen. What like you've seen with the cultists? Um, it is icy cold on the outside, yet it is hollow, and you can see almost as if there is water swirling about inside. Um, you recognize 
that this is a Leviathan scale. Um, one thing that you've no known is that a lot of the elemental um, creatures, they lay dormant in their lands or hardly ever recognized. So, of course, uh, the Leviathan is flowing throughout the, the oceans. Um, the sign of a scale essentially, it, it's, it's essentially an elemental serpent. So the sign of a scale uh, essentially dictates that it is shedding, it's going through its normal processes, just like a regular snake or serpent would. Um, which also means that it is awake. If it's shedding and it's moving through, it is awake. Um, but many times, uh, Leviathan don't really cause any issues unless um, it has a reason to. Uh, specifically in this world. Some people are going to call me out on that on, on the internet, but hey, whatever. It's my world. Uh, <laughs> so, um... And there's really no one place to pinpoint point where the Leviathan is. It is flowing throughout the world, so it could be in any one place at any time. Um, this scale was founded, and you can uh, pretty much tell is that is what's giving this stuffed animal sentience. Hmm. Well, 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 looks like we have a little bit of an interesting uh, conundrum on our hands. Don't you... Don't you know it? Uh, do you know what this is? I... My abuelita would always tell me stories, but I never thought it to be actually real until it's presented in front of me. She did speak of something of this, a leviathan scale. But I just thought it was just a myth. Are you telling me it's actually real? Uh, she takes a look at he. Patrick takes a look again at the scale. He like kind of picks it up with a pair of tweezers and is looking at it like it's like just like fascinating. I never thought I would see one ever in person, let alone the fact that the Leviathan is. Well, I mean. Given our world now, every type of creature exists, but I never thought this one would. It's it's kind of worrying to me now that I think of it. And if you don't mind me asking, why is that? Um, Patrick goes ahead and uh, puts the scale back. You see that it kind of gets absorbed back into the stuffed animal as uh, it wakes up uh, magically and is like being all sentient. He comes up to you and is like rubbing his hand, his head against your finger now. <laughs> um, and so and Jay at the same time to go goes who the hell are you talking about? You're talking about that old time myth? Nah, it's, it's probably some white dragon scale and nothing to be worried about. They're everywhere. Especially up here in the Northeast. 
Or the Northwest, sorry. Hmm. I mean, you might be right, but I'm also a man that doesn't believe in coincidences either. Is there any way to... I don't... I know, my, I know trusting your instincts and trusting your gut is not the, be- the most scientific thing on the planet. But something tells me that I think this is a Leviathan scale. My gut is telling me that I think that's what it is. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> well, persuasion's not horrible because I, he is a businessman, so it's not horrible. No, I, I wasn't persuasive enough. That's a five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay just goes, bah! And he just walks into the bag, like, completely dismissing you. Um, Jay looks at, like, looks at it and goes, no. Like, as much as he may not believe it, Patrick does believe you. Mostly because he knows the repercussions. And he explains... Well, you see, if it's shedding, that means there's, there's more of these scales around. And whoever discovered this scale in the first place and imbued it into this cute little wormling, that means there's more of them out there. And if there's more, magic, more magical items in this world, that means there's more profitability in this world. Which unfortunately means hunting parties, searches, people trying to harvest them. The Leviathan is an extremely strong creature. It could flood and wipe out cities in an instant. If it gets upset with us, coastal areas are going to be doomed. If not, and then those new areas will become coastal areas. And soon enough, we've pissed off the entire ocean. Oh, that's, uh, that's not good. Yeah. Um, you're from the coast, aren't you? Yeah, Carmel by the sea. It's not big, but it is a little coastal town. Hmm. Hey, Balak. Can you grab the weather past weather maps for uh for their town? Sorry, I completely forgot out of my head. <laughs> um. And and uh, f- uh yeah, for the past like couple months. Thanks, man. So when you were. Out there, um, have you heard of any disturbances or anything by the coast? Well, now that you mentioned it, before I, before I got here, I received a call from a friend of mine back at home. And he was just filling me in that there seemed to be some problems in regards to what you're speaking of. And in fact, I would get little notifications from him or my grandma or even my mother from there about these disturbances. Hmm. Listen, um, there's a high chance that the Leviathan is traveling by your hometown. 
if any of the poachers or profiteers want to hunt the Leviathan down and they notice these disturbances by your by your city, they're going to swarm it. <laughs> the, the disturbances that it makes aren't really too much to write home about unless it's turns into typhoons or tidal waves or anything like that. So as long as it's not something as devastating as that, I think you'll be fine. But if it gets worse, we may need to send y'all out there to investigate. Mm. Definitely. Again, I'm not a man of coincidence, but there could be some big casualties around there. Plus... I need to make sure that my friends and family stay safe as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, well. Looks like I'll be returning home a lot sooner than I thought. Well, obviously, there's still a lot of work to be done here. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll double check the weather maps and check out the reports from out there. And when... And uh, if I see anything of value, I'll let you know. That said, uh, if it makes you feel better, we'll send out our B team out out there just to keep watch, um, keep an eye on things, keep an eye on your family and such, and ensure that the folks there are safe, and if things do get worse, they continue to be safe. Um, much appreciated. Thank you. Of course. Um. Uh. So as you finish up talking about this, um, Jay comes walking back out, and he he is carrying a whole bunch of like tools and equipment out to the uh table and just drops them all on there. It's like, like, all right. So the reason we wanted to bring you here, besides whatever Spook McGee wanted to talk to you about, we, uh, um, we've been trying to figure out how magic gets imbued into, uh, stuffed animals and creatures like this. Um, so, you're headed over to Portland for the next ley line. For the first ley line found, right? Mm-hmm. No, at least my, the rest of my team is over there. I'm, obviously, I'm here, but I'm planning to head over there once things are settled here, and I'm going to go meet them over there. Cool. Listen, uh, while you're out there, if you do see any, like, reptile-like creatures that have some kind of magical capability of any of the elements or anything like that. Um, I'd like you to bring them, bring it back. Bring at least either the full carcass or uh, or a scale or two or whatever. If we can replicate this, then maybe we have a new skill we can teach you. Hmm. That would be fascinating. Hmm. I will I will do my best to give you a scale. If more if anything, 
And you can kind of see Ramon hesitate a little bit when it comes to the idea about bringing a carcass, especially since while he may not 100% agree with the village elder, there are some aspects of his hometown's kind of like mottos and creeds that they follow to kind of be respectful of nature and you don't take the life of another living creature, even if it is animal, unless you are using it for sustenance or some sort of material, but killing needlessly is a hundred percent against what Ramon believes in. Uh, fair enough. Um, one thing uh, I'm assuming you explain this to, uh, to Jay. I also explained too, like if there's no other option, Ramon would kind of quote unquote put it down. But that's like the last resort if everything else kind of falls through. Oh yeah, of course. Like silly me for thinking killing is the only way. If you want to bring one back alive, you can trap it and do that as well. Or I mean. If you end up, if you do end up putting one down because it's hostile, uh, then you can do that as, bring that as well. Um, we don't want you to go anything against your beliefs or anything, so, uh, if, don't, so if you don't want to kill anything for, uh, these kind of reasons, you don't have to. But, just something to keep in mind about while you're traveling. Who knows? Um, there might be creatures shedding out there, too, and you might just find one on the ground. You know? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I'll make sure to, if we see them, I'll make sure to inform the team and also keep my eye out for them. Wonderful. Well, thanks. Um, I think there's some really cool things we can know that knowing that this is possible um creating uh <laughs> creating stuffy familiars that house specific spells like a wand that could be really cool right oh, definitely you see him, he kind of like slinks <laughs> down to table level and looks at the uh the the little dragon and he goes right buddy that would be cool right as you see the dragon, like, puff out some cold air, and you see some frost just forming on Jay's nose. And he's just <laughs> looking at it, just goes, right. So, really quickly, before Ramon leaves, um, he kind of waits for Jay to kind of go back and do his own thing. Ramon will kind of, once again, kneel down next to the little stuffy warmling. And then, just because I think it's going to be fun, Ramon is actually going to cast to speak with animals with this thing. Um, if it doesn't work, that's fine, too. Yeah, so you attempt to, and the spell kind of fizzles, but the, the little wormling continues to like make make its noises and such like that but they're sounding like it's trying to figure out how to speak rather than just dragon noises um <laughs> i have a have i have an idea but i don't know how dumb it's gonna be <laughs> well i'll i'll tell you this um uh 
you decided to take a look at the uh, scale by physically touching it. Um, while everyone else is hearing just the growls and the screeches or whatever sounds it makes, you are hearing it back as almost um, in common. And it sounds like an infant would. Um, so by touching that scale, you can sense that it was pretty much as soon as it woke back up, you can sense something's changed. And you can now hear it, understand it, and it, it, it obviously understands you already, but you can now understand it perfectly. <laughs> I mean, oh. I mean, it's, it's like all Goo Goo Gaga and shit, but... <laughs> Ramon can interpret... Ramon has raised enough of his cousins that he, he gets the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um... Yeah, so uh so yeah, you can you can speak to it all you want and you'll understand what it's like kind of saying although it's all like garbly gook and like baby noises <laughs> and such like that. So, still leaning down next to it, Ramon just kind of once again with his ginormous finger kind of just starts scratching it underneath the chin and says, "I wasn't expecting to find you here, but now that you are, uh, I don't want to use creator, but let's call each other partners. I'll do my best to take care of you, little one. Uh, the little guy um, gives a little bit of a... Like a very happy uh, sound as he flaps his little wings to try to get a little bit of air and hop onto your hand as it climbs up your arm and perches itself on your shoulder. Now... My lips are not food, young one, but let's see if this works. And Ramon attempts to give it a little kiss on its head. Um, it gives you a little lick on the side of your ear. <laughs> and he goes ahead and he takes his spot and kind of like curls up in on your shoulder. And Patrick goes, huh. seems like uh, they really like you, huh? Indeed, they do. Well, you know what? Why don't you take care of it for now on? Uh, we've done all we can on our end in terms of investigating it, and seeing that it does have sentience, we don't really want to go any further. So, um, if you wanna, if if you want a little familiar, you're more than welcome to take it. Well, I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, th I think I will. Um, look, looks like welcome to the team, bud. You and me are together and I'm interested to see me. I'm interested to have you meet the others. <laughs> awesome. So, um, you now have a, uh, stuffed white wormling familiar. Hell yes. You, I'll get to the staff <laughs> lock and everything later, but you, it is your, it's a little tiny thing. Um, it has that little bit of cold breath, but it really does nothing. It's really just effect, really. Um, but I will get you the rest of its stats here, um, later tonight. Okay. I don't, Chris, I don't know if this was a good idea or not, because you're going to find Ramona's going to start like an American Girl doll is going to start making 
accessories and things for this little guy. <laughs> I think this was the best idea. Oh, me too. This is great. <laughs> Ramon's going to be accessorizing this little guy. Every mission they go like, oh, wait, we're going to Oregon. So he's going to make him a little raincoat. <laughs> I will say, uh, like other familiars, uh, this one can get damaged. This one can get hurt. Of course. Um, you will be able to take time if it um, essentially to sew it back up or or whatever to whether it is to revive it or um, or uh, heal it, um, the scale will remain inside it until it, it goes to zero hit points and then it pops out. As long as the scale is intact, you can still revive it. So just some just something to keep in mind. Definitely. And because it's a stuffy, uh, over time, I mean, you can you can use some time to work on it and grow it from a wormling up. Um, uh, I'll give you more information about how to do that and uh, restrictions and time and all that stuff. Of course. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, and so the rest of the day, you end up spending. Um, uh, let's say, um, the good part of the morning into early afternoon, um, you end up spending, uh, time with Jay and Patrick, taking a look at things with the weather from your area, you take a look at other stuffed animals, some experiments that they've tried to try and, uh, replicate it, and such like that, um, I'm going to say, uh, uh, from here on out, I'm going to give you proficiency in arcana checks, um, specifically for, uh, magical items. Oh, sweet. You're so, too kind to, you're too kind. <laughs> so, um, you will have that proficiency, uh, and it only, it, you only have the proficiency, obviously, when, when you're checking a, a magical item. I just say, like, spending so much time with them and looking at these experiments, it's grown your, um, your knowledge of it. So. Oh, heck yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, um, after you spend time with them, um, it's time for you to make your trip. The next train leaves, um, in about an hour. So you head off to uh to your room to pack, uh, bring in your little wormling guy. Did you give it a name? You know what? Hmm. Hang on, I have my list here somewhere. I will say that. Let's see. He's a little white, and he's adorable. You know what? The wormling's name I will call. I will call, I will give it a name and it will be Esperanza, which translates, Esperanza. which translates to hope from Spanish to English. That is beautiful. Mm hmm. Awesome. So you, you, uh, you and Esperanza end up heading on the train and make your way to meet up with the rest of the party in Portland that evening. 
And that is where we're going to conclude this little side story. <laughs> Give that a little was... hint of what's to come. God damn that natural 20. I will respect the natural 20, but I was not expecting you to give you all that information. <laughs> Listen, neither was I, but thank you for the advantage because that first one I, it was a two. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I was like, uh, I... thank you for the advantage because that was shit. <laughs> shit yeah, I, I was giving you advantage on the investigation just because a lot of the legends that you've heard from the ocean side, this is a coastal creature. Um, you've heard all of the legends, all of the myths, all of the supposed facts. So you're familiar enough with this that even if you didn't believe it all, you would have, you could guess that it could be something like that. The Nat 20 meant, oh shit, that is what it is. <laughs> but, uh, but really well done. I'm really excited to go further with this story. I have some really cool ideas here in uh, the future for it. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening to this little, uh, little interlude to the story. Next time on the Academy, uh, Ramon will join up with the rest of the party and see what the evening holds in store for everybody, uh, as they explore the city, the, the city of Neon. Until then, uh, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your week, enjoy your summer. Even though this is probably going to be coming out in November at this point. It's have a little... A it's a li have, it'll give a sneak peek to the audience of when we recorded this. <laughs> yeah. But for those of you in November, have a happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Have a happy holidays. Uh, however you celebrate. And remember, let the good times roll. <laughs> Laters. Thank you.